You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 156. Is that toxic mold or just discoloration? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. We are now in May, Steve. Yes. Yep. It's, um, well, kind of spring here, I guess. (laughs) We don't have a spring, but yeah. (laughs) Whatever. What do they say? Rain, showers bring May flowers. Yeah, no. We don't really get that. We get, uh, winter, summer, tiny (laughs) bit of fall. Winter. Yeah. Yeah. Our listeners probably hear us talk about it for those that haven't, uh, we have a growing season where we live here in Wyoming. That's six weeks, and it it starts uh, right around the fourth of July and goes into August. Meaning that up to that point at nighttime, it still freezes at night, and then after the middle of August, it starts freezing again at nighttime. So yeah, it's a very very limited growing season. So. We keep flowers on our kitchen table. Exactly. That's about it. So um, it is May, even in some areas where maybe, maybe if you're in Arizona, it's 115 degrees. Yeah. We shouldn't complain all that much. Yeah. They yeah they probably want to trade. But <laughs> exactly. They, they wouldn't want to trade when it's negative 30 here. And so. seven months of winter. No, they would not. <laughs> so we are talking about discoloration versus black mold. So the first thing is lots of people see discoloration on wood. They see it on their ceilings. Yeah, you, it looks like a splotch of something. Can discoloration be mistaken for mold? Yeah, a lot of times it just could be, you know, stuff like on our walls could be anything. Uh could be the building materials, you know, as a contractor building homes. You know, there's a big difference between putting building materials like studs or subflooring in that has mold on it versus just discoloration could have been a 
Oh, we ran over it with the forklift or anything, could have scuffed it with your boots. But on the other hand, it could be mold too. So that's why it's very important. Like, how do you know? Is it discoloration or is it mold? Well, how do you know? Well, there's many, (laughs) many ways, but the best way to answer that is you have to test for it. Now, our listeners know this. Even as a mold specialist, certified mold inspector, if I see mold, I know it's mold. I have to call it suspected mold until I send it to a, I take a sample and send it off to a lab. We all know it's mold, but you know I'm not a microbiologist, so I can't claim it is. So what you're saying is, if somebody sees a blotchy sort of grayish black thing and they think it's mold on the walls, the best thing they can do is call a mold specialist in and have it tested. Yes, have the air tested. Well, it, no, it, we typically wouldn't run an air test on on something. If you thought there was mold right there on the wall, I would run a sample from that and I would either do a tape lift or um there there's well there's four types of testing we can do. Air testing, which we wouldn't do, swab samples, tape lifts, or a bulk sample. Swab is literally it's the same things they use in in doctors offices. It's a big Q-tip. So you'd roll that on the, the surface. Tape lift is literally exactly what it sounds like. A piece of scotch tape. That's not what we use, but it's a slide um, <laughs> that we take that material from. And then a bulk sample is literally cutting the piece out. Bulk sample would be like a piece of sheetrock, a piece of insulation, a little piece of, I've sent hay off. Just a little, it would, a bulk means a sample of the suspected material. So at the end of the day, if you can see something you think is mold, air testing's out because you can see something. Well, there's just no reason to test for okay. it. The, okay. The air test, the, the air test isn't conclusive to that spot. Uh, gotcha. So then you'd choose one of the other testing methods because yeah. it's conclusive to that spot. Yeah, it'd be, I know my analogies are probably terrible, but if it's like thinking, if you think you have some sort of discoloration, you think it's skin cancer. You have to take a biopsy from that. You don't just take it from somewhere else. Okay, that makes total sense. Okay. You can do an air an air test, but it wouldn't tell us whether or not that substance is mold or not. Absolutely. So then you, you call a professional. They come in. They're doing one of those testing types. Are they checking for anything else while they're doing, let's say, a tape lift? Or are you saying they or me? Well, oh, that's a good question. I'd say, how should it be done? I don't know what they are doing. Yeah, but how should it be done, though? Well, if, if obviously, if it was us, we go in and we do a full mold inspection. Okay. So, yes, does it sound extreme? Maybe. But I'm not just going to walk into your house and say, okay, where's that spot? I do a tape lift because that's what I prefer. I do a tape lift and I send it off to a lab. That's not how we operate. It's kind of no different than calling your doctor and saying, I'm going to come in. Can you just take a sample of something I think is cancer? Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to do that. Yeah. That's just not how I work. Mm-hmm. We have to do a full inspection. Okay. And if it was if it was me to go in there, I would, if, let's just say it's on the wall, I would look at it and say, okay, I've taken the humidity in here. I've looked at it. There's, you know, no texture to it. It doesn't, you know... The infrared camera doesn't show that there's a water leak. Like, there's lots of things I would do. That's why I'm clear. I don't know what the other guys do because they're the other guys. But we we go a lot more in depth. So, and a lot of times I would say, like, okay, you get because the packages we offer, you get two samples with it. 
I would say, well, your two samples, if you want to do air, one outside, one inside, you would have to pay extra for that. Or we only do a tape lift here and a tape lift somewhere else, which doesn't really matter to our listeners that much. But my point is, is there's more than just doing a tape lift. So there's looking at a lot of the different factors. Yeah, we have to know what's going on above it, behind it. But we, we want to know. Mold doesn't just start growing on, and I keep pointing at the wall, it doesn't just start growing in one little spot on the wall or the ceiling out of the blue. Does that make sense? And so then there's a, that's why you're saying a full mold inspection would be is necessary. Is, is necessary. So then what if somebody is working with another company and they don't do that? What if they just come in and they just do a random, just a test? What, what if they do person? just the tape lift? Mm-hmm. Just because they want somebody cheap? Correct. Well, then how do they know? I mean, it's going to come back. So let's just say it comes back and they go, yeah, it's mold. So I call my client and I just say, hey, it's mold. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. What? Okay. What does that mean? What caused it? What do we got to do? Like, well, that, does, does that make sense? But like, I guess, but I guess you. It means nothing. It does mean nothing. If you don't do all the research. But how do clients do a, a, a great job of selecting somebody who's going to take a comprehensive look if they've never worked with them before, right? I mean, I think this is where your virtual property assessments come in because you do get a lot of clients who come to you and say, we've been through 10 people who basically came in and ran a test, gave us some flimsy results, and then said nothing. Right. And that, once again, that's the problem. I mean, that that's why at first, when I say at first, we've been doing this for years. For a long time, I wouldn't do virtual property assessments. I just... I. I didn't like the fact that I wasn't personally there on site. Well, obviously with COVID, a lot of things had to go virtual and a a VPA is just as good. I'm not going to say 100%, but it's 99.9% as good as me being there because our client is holding their camera or their iPad. It's usually better with their phone on the camera on their phone, but I'm the eyes and I'm saying, wait, hold on. Zoom in there, move to the left, move to the right. Like, it's like me being there. But it is. It's very important to do that. But I used to not offer that because I felt it was important for me to be on site. But the problem we ran into is I've had clients where, like you said, they've literally spent $10,000 in testing and have gotten nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why we charge what we charge and I don't just go in and do a tape lift. So let's just say they were to hire me to do the VPA. Our listeners are like, okay, so what if I need testing done? We can, we'll, we'll make that call and, and I'll tell them what, what their next steps are. But at least we know we did a VPA. And then if they hire a professional, let's just say it's in Florida. We know from our VPA, which is the visual inspection and the, the test results, what's going on. Absolutely. So, so then given the, the need for a comprehensive look at whatever discoloration they're saying to tell whether it's mold, what's your call to action for people? Well, we just, you know, pretty much covered it. But if, if, if you believe something is mold, you probably should have it tested. But before you do that, well, I shouldn't say before, make sure you hire a guy that's going to do a full inspection or do a VPA with us, and then we can move to the testing part. If you want to go with the cheap guy that's going to charge you $250 to literally do a tape lift, send it to a lab, and give you a lab report, because that's all they're going to do, 
you're wasting your money. I know it sounds crazy, but what what good does it do them to say, hey, yeah, that's mold. It's uh, you know a raw count of three times whatever. Does that make sense? Like it's numbers that make no sense to them, and even if it made sense to them, those numbers and that means nothing if we don't know everything else. That's really really true. Very, very true. And it's also why you've written a number of books, including Black Mold and Home Inspections, to help educate clients on the things they need to be looking for so that their eyes are wide open when they're hiring people. Yeah, and that's, you know, we have courses. We've done, you know, and that's why we offer the things we offer is we've we've taken a totally different viewpoint, more, we, we want to be able to help our clients no matter where they are across the world. If you have an internet connection... You can get the books, you can do VPA, you can do consultations. There's tons of things that we offer. And, you know, it's that's why we've kind of gone down the road we've gone down. Because I hear all the time, like, do you know anybody good in Southern California? Well, I don't recommend people. And the reason why is is because there's too many of them that just come in and charge you $250 to do a tape lift. Exactly. So be sure to check out Black Mold and Home Inspections on the other books on Amazon. You can also find out more about them at cncontractorservices.com. And again, don't go with the cheap guy. Do a comprehensive evaluation. Well, and we're, interestingly enough, we're actually, you know, there are things that we are more expensive, but for the most part, we're, I've had clients that say, yeah, they want $1,000 just to come out and do testing. That's not even a mold inspection or anything. And it's like, wow. So, you know, if we're if we're on board throughout the entire process, I guarantee it's going to save them a lot of money. Absolutely. Short and long term. Yep. There you go. You've heard it from the expert. We'll catch you on the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.